The Bible is more than the history of God. It's His story. And here to show you how God can contribute to your story is your host, Barbara Culver. Hello, everybody. Here we are back once again. Hasn't it been a grand week? I love this fall weather. It's so nice to get in and get warm and comfortable and just snuggle in the bed. Ooh, I love it when I can cover up. I hope you had a blessed week this week. And I know there's a lot of turmoil going on in the world. But believe me when I tell you, the word is the truth. And the truth says, God is in control of everything. Good, bad, ugly, and even the evil. Satan can't do anything in this world without God's stamp of approval, without Christ's stamp of approval, because God has given all authority to Christ after he hung on the cross for us and rose from the grave. But tonight I want to talk to you about complaining. Are you a complainer? I once was. I'm trying to teach myself not to do that anymore. After reading the truth of the word and knowing complaining really gets me nowhere. You know, when the Israelite people, they cried out to God to get them out of Egypt because they were being abused. And which was true. But after seeing the miracles that God did with all of the Egyptians, with all the plagues, and then getting to the Red Sea and watching as God opened the sea up and a mighty wind dried the land and they crossed over. But when the Egyptian army got to the Red, Red Sea, it closed in on them and they all drowned. You would think that would be enough to prove to them that God is an awesome God and he's going to take care of his people. But they get out in the wilderness when time gets hard. And once again, they begin to complain. They complain about the food they're eating. They're complaining because you brought me out here in this wilderness and now I, we have nothing to eat and we're just going to sit here and die and nothing's good for us. Why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? That wasn't what God wanted. And we're actually told in the 16th chapter of Exodus that the Lord said, told them that they was complaining they didn't have food to eat. They didn't have steak and potatoes like they had back in Egypt. But he said, I will cause food to fall from the sky. And he told Moses and Aaron, tonight you will see the power of the Lord and you will know that he is the one 
who brought you out of Egypt. They ate, but they still complained. And he said to them, to go tell the people that they only do what I tell you to do. So your complaints aren't against Moses and Aaron, but your complaints are really against the Lord. And I want you to think about this because that's truth. How many times do you complain about your job? Oh, I did. I have to confess that I did. It would be hot in the summer. Fans wouldn't be blowing right. And yeah, it was hard sometimes. But the Lord taught me, stop complaining. I gave you that job. Do you realize that everything that you have in your life, it doesn't matter what it is or where it came from, God gave it to you. Everything that happens in your life, God's seal of approval is on it. And we complain about our struggles in life. We complain about health issues. We complain that we don't have a mate or we do have a mate and he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Hey, I was number one on that deal until the Holy Spirit got a hold of me. And he said, you let me change you. He didn't say, let me change him to satisfy you. He said, let me change you. When he changed me, he changed my perspective on my marriage, on my husband, and on complaining about what he was doing. Now, I will have to say that I did tell him, I don't want to hear you complain about anything I do because I'm not doing anything wrong. And he doesn't. He never has. He's always been whatever you want to do, wherever you want to go, go for it. And so that's been a good point for our marriage is I don't complain about him and he don't complain about me. We complain about the air. We complain about it, the heat. We complain about the cold. We complain, we complain, we complain somebody doesn't do things. They didn't sing the songs right at church today. They didn't, the preaching was too long today. That goes on and on and on. But when you complain, you're not complaining against people or against what is happening in your life or the th- the situations you find yourself in in life, you're complaining about the Lord. Because you see, 
he's in control of it all. And you say, well, that was the Israelites. And there's nothing that says in the New Testament that says anything about complaining. Well, if you turn to Philippians chapter 2, you'll see that Paul writes, do all things without grumbling or disputing. Quit complaining about the things you have to do. Oh, I got to go home and I, I got to do laundry. I hate doing laundry. Rejoice that you've got laundry to do. Rejoice in the fact that, hey, when I first got married, I ironed everything. I don't do that anymore. Because if it says it has to be ironed, it doesn't hang in my closet. <laughs> That's just something that I have discovered I'm not doing anymore. But why do we complain? Because we think life ought to be the way we want it to be. We think people ought to act the way we want them to act. And we think life should not have any struggles in it. Especially if we're Christians. We shouldn't have to struggle. We're a follower of Christ. You know, the Israelite people believe that because they were descendants of Abraham, they shouldn't have to do any changing because they were God's chosen people. Well, guess what? We are too. But there are things in the word of God that tells us that he wants us to do. And there are things he tells us to stay away from and not do. And one of them is complaining. Don't grumble about what you have to do in life. What you have to deal with. And I know it's hard. I, I know that it's so hard to clear our brain of the fact that grumbling and complaining does not please God. He wants us to simply trust him. Believe that he's taking care of you. He is going to watch over you. He will comfort you. He will give you peace in the midst of turmoil. He does these things for us to prove to us he's God. We're not. So just sit down and rejoice. Be glad. Be thankful. I've been trying to share with a young lady who is going through a, a really hard struggle in life. And I totally understand when our children get in trouble and we struggle with them because we don't want our children to hurt. But her child is hurting and she doesn't understand why. Well, if God answered our why, we would still say, but why? But why? Grumbling. Complaining. Well, God, that doesn't satisfy me. Why should I have to go through this? Why should my child have to suffer all of this? 
I don't have the answer to that. But God does. And in every situation in life that you find yourself in, he's wanting to teach you something about yourself, about your relationship with him or your relationship with other people and how to live that out, how to walk by faith and not by sight. You do that by stop complaining and just trusting. And when you feel those complaints coming on in your life, stop and head the other direction and start praising him for everything that you do have in life. I don't know if you journal at night. I'm not a big journaler. I never have been. I'll journal for a while and then, I don't know. I just haven't been to it because I talk to God all the time. I don't have to write it down. I just, I talk to him. He knows how thankful I am for the life that he's blessed me with for the family that I have, for the decisions that I've had to make in life, some easy, some a little bit hard, and some really hard. But he's always there with me. And I know that because when I read scripture, he's always with the Israelite people, his chosen people. Well, he chose you. If you're a Christian, he chose you. You didn't choose him. He chose you. And it was his Holy Spirit that convicted you that you needed a Savior because you couldn't do life on your own. I do not know. It amazes me how people can walk through life never believing in God, never thinking about him in any area of life. Man, I can't live one moment of my life without him. I have to have him for every decision that I make. You know, when I developed all of my health issues because of diabetes, I made the decision. I have never been told by a doctor, either any of my doctors, that I had to quit driving. But I prayed about it. And it got to the point where I was having vision problems. It's not that I can't see. I can see. It's just I'm not really sure what I see down the road, if that's what I really see or for something else. And when I get in traffic, I have a tendency to get really nervous. And when I get nervous, I don't know what my feet are going to do because I have neuropathy, severe neuropathy on the top of my feet, and they feel like concrete. And I'm actually afraid that I might hit the gas pedal when I'm supposed to hit the brake or hit the brake when I was supposed to hit the gas and I would cause a bad wreck 
or I would be one of them crazy women they see on TV that's run into a building because she didn't know which one she was on. But I prayed about that because I don't want my problems becoming someone else's problems because I didn't use wisdom. I prayed for wisdom. I asked for it. He gave it to me. And that's how I live my life. He says that we have not because we ask not. Have you ever asked for wisdom? He gives it over in abundance when you ask for it. Now you have to search for him through it and say, I need this, but if I don't need it, then Lord, don't give it to me. But you give me wisdom to know the difference between my need and my want. So this week, just try for this week to not complain about anything. But go through life rejoicing, praising God that, hey, you woke up this morning. You can walk. You can talk. You can see. You can hear, even if it's faintly. You can think. And most of all, you can talk to him personally, one-on-one. And you could read his word, and it gives you inspiration for life. So until next time, bye for now.